The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here on the program. Let's go straight to the phones, the Iris Network's hotline, and uh, let's bring in Josh, who's calling in from Arkansas. Josh, good morning. Morning, Jason. Morning, Ben. How are you, fellas? Well, well, my friend. Morning to you. Good, good morning. Hey, so I just wanted to touch on a point that we talked about earlier on the show, and that was, you know, the, the defense being mm-hmm. you know, lingering around that 100 mark. I really am not too phased by that, and, and maybe you guys won't be after this take. Hopefully, hear me out. Um, you know, when the offense is on the field and it takes Heifel, you know, two minutes, three minutes to score, uh, and we have five or six scoring drives, you know, we really only take up 15, 20 minutes uh, on offense. And we have three and outs like we do in the second quarter. It's less than that. So, you know, when the defense is on the field, 35 40 minutes a game, um, I expect those kind of numbers. And I think it's more or less a byproduct of what Hype was wanting to do on offense. So I, I truthfully never anticipate or expect our defense to be a top 50 defense in the country under Hype. And that's not bashing Hype. I, I think it's, it's important to put points up on the board, and that's what he's more focused on doing. Um, I think our goal next year should definitely be to have you know, a counterpunch for other teams, counterpunch us in the second quarter. We have to find a way to have an answer and continue to move the ball in the second quarter. We can't put up goose eggs. And I think, Jason, you said something about five games. We never converted a third down. In uh, in the second quarter. quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have to find answers to that um, and and stay on the field and not not be beat in the second quarter. But defensively, too, you know, we're we're going to allow a ton of yards because – you know, we're going to give the defense 10, 12 opportunities to score the ball. So um, I'm not sure what y'all's thoughts are about that, but I, I really don't expect us to have a top 50 defense ever with how much our defense is going to deal. Josh, I think you make a really good point, Josh, and thanks so much for the phone call. Here's, here's what I'll, I'll push back. I won't push back on you right now because we are – at the infancy stages of, of the Josh Hyper era where we're trying to build a foundation. And so it's not going to show up in a big-time way when you're trying to win seven, eight games. But to take that next step, and, you know, we got players on this football team talking about Atlanta. I just don't feel like Atlanta is going to be a true a, obtainable goal for us unless we find ways to win other than just saying offense, 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 offense. What about when the offense has a bad day? Are we expecting offense to never have a bad day? I think good teams find different ways to win. Look at some of the best defenses in the country, and there are teams that are that are playing around New Year's or on New Year's. Like, I'm okay now with what we're doing because it's a whole lot better than it was last year. And it can win you seven, eight, possibly nine games. 
But it's going to come time when you don't need defense to win you a game. And the question will be, can we? Can our defense step up and win us a game when the offense is a little bit off? Because a bowl game, our offense still made it there in the second quarter. The problem is our defense did too. You got to play complimentary football. We've seen it years and years and years of Tennessee, man. Man, offense was off today. Boy, defense really stood up. Man, defense was off today. Man, you know, offense really stood up. Man, special teams was a – I mean, they, they were the best unit today. I think it's hard for me to rely on the offense each and every game. So, yes, this is what we do. I ain't complaining because it's better than it was last year. And if we take another step forward, I'll be happy. But there's going to be a time when Tennessee is expected to go to Atlanta and we'll have all the horses to do so. And if we are unable to do it because our defense played 90-something plays, now you're going to look at Josh Heupel and then you're going to say, all right, man, it's time for some tweaks. It's time for some tweaks to the system if we want to get over the hump and do what we ultimately want to do. We want to chase championships. But we want to come close to chasing. We want to actually obtain them. We don't want to just say we're chasing championships just to say it. We actually want to do it. So how do we do it? But we're not there yet. So I'm totally, I'm with you, Josh. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not at that level yet. Maybe two years down the line, I'll push back. But I'm not today. Well, you can still have a, a good defense, great defense with this offense. Like just because Josh Eichel runs this offense doesn't mean that that you can't have a a top 25 top 15 defense you you may never have the the best defense statistically because throughout the course of the season no matter how good the the the, the defense is the offense is still going to put it in bad positions so uh there there's going to be times where where the stats may look a little worse than the, than the actual uh, ability of the defense as a whole but you can still have a, a a good defense and I get what Josh is saying and, and I do agree with him, but, but I also would push back and say that, that you can build a top 15, top 25 defense by, by adding talent, by building depth. Um, imagine if this defense could go three and four deep, then, you know, being on the field as much as they are, won't be as big of an issue as it is right now. Right now you, you just kind of have, you're starting 11, and and that's really all that you trust. And really, you probably, if the coaches were being honest, don't even trust all starting 11 on the field. But in three, four years of recruiting and developing, then theoretically your depth is going to be good enough to, to where you can have a good defense to go along with this offense because you can just rotate guys in and out. I don't know, man. That, that's going to take a lot of recruiting classes. I mean, Ole Miss's defense. Where were they? They're pretty. They're pretty dang good. Um, as as well as you can be when you're. They were good based off of what they did last year. Well, I mean, as good as my my point is, like you can be as good as as good can be. But if you're on the field for 90, 80 snaps, man, you're going to wear down. I don't care how talented you are, how much yes. depth you have, how good you are. I watched it. I sit there and watch Clemson, Alabama. And that defense put the thunder on Clemson at the beginning of the game and then by the end of the game they couldn't stop Clemson uh, from doing whatever they wanted because they were tired at some point if you're putting 
too many plays on these dudes' bodies, they're going to wear down late in the season. So can can a defense be better? Absolutely. But I don't know about a top I don't know about top fifteen, top twenty five defense. I just don't oh, see I, it. I, I I think you can. Yeah, uh, we'll I, see. I don't, I don't I don't I don't think you'll ever see the the best in the SEC from a statistical standpoint, but I, I think 25? you can have one of the best defenses in the SEC, which if you have one of the best defenses in the SEC, that that's top 15, top 25. Yeah, we'll see, man. The uh, top the top SEC teams this year, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, Georgia was number two. Alabama was number three as far as, far as yards per game. Uh, that don't really matter. It's all about the points. So let's go to – Let's go to scoring because that's the only thing that matters um, is, is scoring, not yards. You can you can bend and not break, but it's about the points you give up. Georgia was number one. Um, Alabama was 13th. And then after that, Kentucky was 26. So those are your top 26 teams in the country from the SEC, those three. Auburn 27th. Yeah, Auburn's 27th, um, but Arkansas is at 39. A&M finished third. I'll, I'll be I'll be surprised. Yeah, I f- totally looked over A&M, but I'll be surprised if Tennessee is in that top 25 anytime soon. Ever? Anytime soon. Uh, under Josh Heupel, whether it's year two, year three, or year 10, year 15, year 20, just – in your opinion, with Josh Heupel as head coach, what do you think is the max potential of what a Tennessee defense can finish? Even after years of of recruiting and, and theoretically building up depth and talent, what do you think is the, the max potential of where Tennessee defense could finish statistically? Top third. I mean, I can't say and give you a number, but I, I say top you know, top third in the country. Top third in the country. This offense does not put the defense in position unless they're turning the other team over. There's too many plays on their bodies, man. Um, it's just it's, it's really difficult. It's really, really difficult, which is why we see Tennessee do their own version of somebody going down with the injury to give, you know, team more time on on on, on extra point. There's always somebody going out on extra point. So defense can get a little extra breather. It's tough. It's tough. So I, top third. I don't think Tennessee will be in top 25 in in scoring in scoring defense. I, I just don't think it Offense and the system is built around our defense to have that type of production. All right, we gotta go. We gotta go to the phones. Uh, good morning. Who we have? Uh, Justin down here in cold Florida. Cold Florida, yeah. Get a little taste of that cold weather down there in Florida. How you like that? Yeah. What are you guys sending down from up there? Man, don't worry. You blinking? It'll be seventy-five degrees again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, hey, interesting conversation uh, this morning because I think it brings up a lot of points. Um, I- I'm going to take it back to, uh, I mean, we're, we're going to be dealing with personnel problems for a little while because it's mm-hmm. even even if you take in 32 guys, you can't fix this overnight. You know, Swain, I think you referenced this. Uh, referenced this. 
if if you were to hold a gun to the staff's head and ask them to answer honestly, I mean, I, I don't know if they can honestly tell you, hey, we trust every guy out there that's starting. And, I mean, that's just a fact right now. Take Georgia's defense. Put it with Heifel's offense. Are you going to tell me that they that defense wouldn't be uh, a top 25? No, they would. Because, you know, second half of the – of the game, if they're up big, they know what the other team's got to do to get back in the game. And they can make changes accordingly. Now, I'm not going to say we've got to recruit at that level. I mean, hopefully we get to that level. But my point is, you know, this offense putting up points, yeah, can expose the the defense. But I just think all around, you know, it. this is going to take three possibly even four years just depending on how things go to get the personnel to where it needs to be. You know, Ben, you referenced right tackle. I mean, that was apparent. I mean, it, it and it didn't matter which guy was in, right? You, you substituted two different guys and you were getting the same result. So yep. you can't say, well, that one guy had a bad night. I mean, it's across the board. Mm-hmm. Should those guys be be starting in the SEC? I don't know. We've got the, the one thing I will say about defense, and yeah, cornerback is definitely a concern. I would argue that it starts up front because watching Bama, watching Georgia, watching you know these teams, heck, even Kentucky. Kentucky did a good job uh, defensively in their bowl game, I thought. They were getting pressure with their front four guys. We haven't done that in years that was probably one of Pruitt's biggest misses as a position group we missed on defensive line we got Amari Thomas who to me is an SEC level defensive lineman after that can we honestly look back and say those three years we got in you know uh, a bunch of SEC defensive line talent oh there's needs yeah Justin there's needs all across the board but yeah like corner safety linebackers is are you saying that's more pressing than than D-line? No. No, but it's the one thing cuz you know listening to people on Twitter they're like, "Oh, Willie Martinez has got to go. Oh, Jean-Marie's got to go." You know, oh, that's silly. the one the, the one position group everyone seems to give a pass on because it's Rodney Garner is defensive line. In my opinion, defensive line also didn't have a very good year. We couldn't get off the field on third down. That comes to pressure. What's concerning yep. to me, you've got Byron Young on the outside. Roman Harrison, in my opinion, does well against non-SEC teams. I would rather see him at like inside linebacker. I think when he goes up against bigger tackles, he gets swallowed up. So if Tyler Barron now moves inside, who's your pass rusher besides Byron Young? Jared Verse. That's hopefully. why. Yeah, that's why it's important to get okay. him. I thought. So, I thought. I thought yeah, Rodney yeah. squeezed as much juice 100%. out of the out of the orange as possible. Like, yes, they they would. N- no group on defense as good as we needed to be, but I thought we got more squeeze out of defensive defensive line. We, we we absolutely did. My point is, it's all three levels. You can't just say, "Oh, we need to bring in better cornerbacks." Because I'll tell you right now, when it's third and long you got to be able to get home. If you give a, I mean, bring in uh, Elias Ricks. I mean, you know, they're still going to find a way. If you give the quarterback enough time, 
they're going to find someone open. They're going to find a tight end open. They'll see something up. So, you know, I just think it's a personnel across the board, you know, as far as tackles for losses and sacks, that to me was, was Tim Banks. I thought he was really, really creative this year. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I agree. Every level has to be addressed, has to be addressed, which is why we spent, you know, the time we did on, on Jared verse. And that's why it's so important for him, you know, to, to sign with Tennessee from the transfer portal. But we were talking about the worst. Like we were, like yeah, our no, conversation was yeah. the worst based on what we saw this season, especially in the bowl game. What is the worst? And yeah. the worst situation that top, that uh, debate was between corner and safety. But there's no doubt that every position needs to be addressed. Every position needs to be uh, looked at and needs to add talent to. On offense, yeah. too. Every every position. That's what every position means. Right. Every position. Cedric Tillman needs every a, a position. running mate. <laughs> I, I think it'd be nice to to add a, a dynamic running back if, if the right one presented itself. Uh, you, you did go out and add the tackle transfer from Florida, but adding another offensive lineman in general would, would be good. I mean, outside of yeah. quarterback, I mean, every position on the roster could use a – a, a, an addition. Yeah, every position means every position. Offense, defense, special teams, every well, we were position. Just strictly talking about defense, which is why I went, made the point that I made. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I agree with you guys. You know, the most pressing need is corner, but I just, it feels like defensive lines getting overlooked because, you know, everyone's got a lot of faith in Rodney Gardner, and so do I. And he's going to get the most juice squeezed out of, out of the fruit that he can. My point is, you better get some juicier fruit because look at what's leaving. Look at what contributed this year and what's leaving. And you start, you know, I mean, how is Tyler Barron going to make that transition? Hope very well. Just don't know. So here's, you know, the other thing about Tyler Barron, Justin, is uh, there's some that already question his, I'll just flat out say it, question his toughness at outside linebacker. If people uh-huh. are questioning his toughness at outside linebacker, how in the world are you going to play in the interior of the defensive line in the SEC? Yep. So, yep. He, so he's going to need a, a, a mentality shift as well. Yeah. This is why you recruit. And those seven players that you that those seven spots you have available, you you can't miss, man. You can't miss, and you better go in that portal. Better have a plan. You cannot afford to miss because you got to address hey. multiple positions. Hey Swain, real real quick, are we self-imposing any scholarships? I, I there was talk about it. I mean, I, I don't know. Can we actually use the full seven, or are we going to have to use the full seven, take off five, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I haven't heard anything official about. Uh, thanks for the phone call. That was weird. Uh, I haven't heard anything official about the number of scholarships that will be self self-imposed. I know that, that Tennessee has said, listen, we're going to play in this bowl game. We're going to do some things moving forward, but we are not going to punish people that, that had nothing to do with um, the acts of the people who are not here anymore. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be some type of uh, some punishment in terms of scholarships. I don't know the exact exact number. And if I'm Tennessee, I say, yeah, we'll, we'll impose those, but we still need these seven. <laughs> we got to have these seven yeah. first. Yeah, and I mean, if if they did, I mean, I think it'd only be like one. 
one scholarship reduction that they self-imposed, maybe two. I mean, it, it would have surprised me, but I don't think it'd be a, a ton. Yeah, you... if 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 they did in fact do that. And Swain, I, I know earlier you and I were just strictly talking about corner and safety, but to Justin's phone call, maybe defensive line is the the most important need uh, on the defense because. You lose Caleb Tremblay, you lose Matthew Butler, you lose Jaquan Blakely, and you, you don't have much coming back that you feel a lot of confidence in. And in my opinion, the defensive line and, and just kind of front seven in general is the most in, important position on the team, So, or especially on the defense. Uh, so maybe that, that defensive line room is, is the most important going into the offseason. I don't know. There, There's so many – so many needs on this team that you could talk yourself into any position being the one that needs help the most. The reason why I look at corners is because you shouldn't be getting beat as bad as we do on three-step drop. If you if you can't defend three-step drop, you 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 got a big problem. And I'm not I'm not defending the defensive line like they you know they don't need help. They need help too. We 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 gotta have help in all areas on defense. But to see what. South Alabama, what Purdue was able to do in a three-step drop game, that makes me look at the corners and go, man, we need some, we need some big-time help. And I think Rodney Garner will be able to attract, attract defensive linemen. Um, but corner scares a living daylights out of me, man. Uh, uh, it, it really scares me. SEC, Justin is right. It is about the trenches. You got a good defensive line, man, it puts a whole lot of pressure on the – on the opposing team and takes a whole lot of pressure off of yourself. A whole lot of pressure. So that's a really good phone call from Justin. Uh, let's go back to the f- to the phones and um, good morning. Who do we have? Hey, good morning, Jason. Nathan here, Chattanooga. What's How are up, you? Nathan? Man, good morning. Good morning. Y'all have a good Christmas and New Year and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Hope you have one as well. Uh, it was good, low key. That's about how I do it now. So it was really good. I understand. Um, so is it, you know, with the schedule that we have next year, um, is it, what's the probability that we, um, stay on the level with the kind of season that we had last year or even, um, you know, drop a, another game, uh, you know, with what, you know, cause with, with football, you know, all of us. You know, uh, we we automatically assume that when somebody's, you know, every year is to get better, just like in a a corporation, Mm -hmm. you know, er every year you're supposed to have growth and more profit. Everybody thinks, you know, regardless of the scenario, that you're supposed to have more growth every year and you're supposed to win more games. But with what you see realistically, what we have coming in, what we losing in our next year schedule, what what do you see uh, for next year? Um. I put us at the same win win total right now. Okay. Um, you know, same seven, expectation. Seven, eight have that wins. Same type of expectation. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, right. until until um, we see something different with 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 the roster, we see something different at the beginning of the season. I mean, I, I think it's it's difficult, especially after the phone call we just had about some of the holes, and then um, you know, feel like that nine wins is something that Tennessee. Should could easily get. I don't feel that confident. I do feel like Tennessee could should go up there to Pittsburgh and have a better showing. 
Um, I think they should be the favorite, honestly. But still got to beat Florida. Still got to prove that you can do that. And um, Alabama, Georgia is always, you know, that's always going to be difficult. There's no, there's no change in that. Now the South Carolina game is going to be, that's going to be a toss up, man. Kentucky game is going to be a toss up, just like it was, just like it was this year. You know, we beat South Carolina down, but you know, Carolina's going to get better, just like we are getting better. So I'm going to go seven, seven wins, seven, eight wins, um, right now until something changes, Ben. I agree. I, I'm I'm in that same boat. Um, there, there's just too many holes uh, throughout this football team to expect nine, ten wins. And having that same expectation going into year two isn't a reflection necessarily of, of Josh Heupel, but I think it speaks more to just how big of a a hole he stepped into when when he took over the job and and just continued after effect of of everything that took place when Jeremy Pruitt was was fired and and you had the guys that transferred out I mean the, the, you. It, <laughs> your roster was depleted and it's still depleted I mean you you can't solve the roster issues within one one offseason about kind of where is, I was at yeah it's it's a two um, or three year deal I was thinking maybe year three we should start having, uh, yes. you know, really start mm-hmm. seeing a big jump, you know. Yes. Um, the last my, thing I'll say is – expectation, Nathan, is really on the recruiting trail. Like that that's right. where I'm now expecting exactly. more is like, okay, right. you should take the next step in recruiting now that you've established yourself. And if you do that, then that will start to translate to, to on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty um, – interesting how it looks like uh texas a&m is going to have the uh supposedly according to 247 the best recruiting class of all time you know it's just kind of odd i mean it's just kind of odd a little bit about how you know they're medi- pretty much mediocre really when you look at the win loss total compared to you know what kevin Sumlin did there and what you know old, old, old dudes been down there so you know I'm not throwing anything at anybody that you know. We probably have, we we don't have no room to talk, but it's just a little fishy. It ain't fishy. You know, we'll it ain't see. fishy, Nathan. We know we know what's going on. Yeah. Listen, Texas A&M, yeah. Texas A&M has been playing around for years. They have not mm-hmm. tapped into their potential for years. Texas yeah. A&M, Nathan, tore down their existing stadium and built a new one from scratch. $450 million. Wow. Who can do that? Only a few programs in the country can do that. The old money at AM is serious. They went out and paid Jimbo Fisher. Big right. money. There's no secret. Texas AM said, hey, yeah. man, if Alabama's doing this, if, if Georgia's doing this, we got way more money than those guys. We're about to start doing it. And we have the NIL yeah. to help us out, too. Remember the 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 Tex Ag um, recruiting service there, they paid Isaiah Spiller 10 grand to do interviews. Part of NIL deal. Like they got money and they're using it. So they've always kind of been like a sleeping giant, not using their resources. And now they are. I'm I'm surprised they haven't been recruiting like this before because they got more money than everybody else. 
but you know, uh, so many times, like with you know, college, high school, whatever, you just look historically at where they've been, you know. And when you look at number of national championships, number of conference championships, you know, they've just not. You know, I'm not saying that they're you know garbage, but I'm just saying that they're you know, they're middle of the road at best. Yeah. Yeah. All-time wins, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, they are. They're throwing a lot of money at it. Evidently, they got some boosters that are passionate, just going all in. Their um, offers, uh, Nathan, but, are are crushing everybody else's offers, crushing. And that's what Lane Kiffin was talking about when he was, you know, venting his frustration about the NIL. How there's no there's no guidelines, there's no parameters. It's just it's just free falling because teams like Texas A&M is blowing everybody else out the water by six figures. Like, it ain't even close to what Texas A&M so offering with, each other. With, 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 with the NIL, and you talk about Texas, Texas A&M offering them these NIL deals, so do they negotiate the – you know, I, I thought they're not supposed to be that involved with it. They negotiate these deals with uh, boosters, with uh, <laughs> businesses there locally. Uh, you know, uh, how are they offering, per se, more? The The – the school is not supposed to head up these negotiations, but there's a way around it, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, and that's why they're they're doing what they're doing right now in recruiting. And like, I'm okay with not being a top school that offers the most money because A&M is going to waste more money than than anybody else because yeah, they got some guys I think signed that. Won't pan out. They're gonna overspend. They're yeah. gonna overspend. But if you're a And M, be like, hey man, hey, I'd rather overspend Talk and win business. than underspend and lose. So that's the mentality they're taking Talk right now. Business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, last thing I'll say, and I'll let you go. Uh, you know, um, and, and you may disagree with this. You know a lot more about this than I do. But I felt like on that on that play where we had I think like 40 seconds left, and we had the opportunity to get close enough for a field goal for our guy. And, and I'm trying to remember. I didn't I watch the game twice, so God forgive me. But it seems like, in my mind, we should have been scheming for 10 to 15 yards, and that should have been our focus to get in position for a field goal to win the game. But it's like we didn't connect that, and we were going deep. And I, I, that was very confusing to me, that whole uh, series there, what we were trying to accomplish. You know, and I, 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 I somebody made a mention of that. I said something on Twitter, and a guy that was from UCF said, you know, kind of commented back saying that's Josh Heupel in a nutshell. So I, I don't know what, what are y'all thoughts about that. I'll let you go. Hey, um, thanks. I know we got. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Bye-bye. Nathan. No, I, 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 one hundred percent agree with you. If you are Tennessee's offense and you are at that position with multiple timeouts, midfield. You, you're not okay with walking away without any points. It's supposed to be a potent offense. You don't walk away without any points. All you need is one more point than the opponent, and that's fine. You can take the deep shot all you want to, but that's a low percentage throw, and you could have ran different routes in you know in the intermediate zone or short zone to pick up more yards to put yourself in position just like you did against Kentucky. That was that was the that was the problem. As potent as our offense is, we walked away with zero points after having timeouts right there in midfield. That can't happen. That can't happen at all. So um gotta call a spade a spade. 
I, I love the direction that we're going into. I like our coaching staff. I, 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 I'm pumped about the culture. I'm pumped about the synergy around our program with our, with our donors and our boosters and our supporters. More people are on the same page now than ever before. Like, I am very optimistic about our near future and our, and our future. But the spade is a spade. Hendon and Heupel and other players on this football team and units on this football team did not have their best day against Purdue in the Music City Bowl. And that's why we lost. It is what it is. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Hey, Swing. This is Vala Birmingham. Hey, Vala Birmingham. What's up, man? Not much, buddy. How you doing? I'm I'm better than, than you are. Because you're in Alabama, and I'm in Tennessee. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. Buddy. Every day of the week. Oh, man. oh, man. Golly. Well, I just want to start by uh, – is Ben still with us? He's still here, man. I think he's picking up his nose or something. Or he's shopping uh, for minivans. Ah, that's right. I just want to tell him congratulations, man, to him and his wife. It's the best gift that he'll ever receive. That's right. For sure, without a Thank doubt. You, Most I appreciate you. Hope received. you had a happy holiday. Uh, it was all right, man. You know, down here in Alabama, like Swain said. <laughs> um, but talking about uh, this NIL deal, I just want to, I just want you to tell me whether I'm right or wrong about this. But um, <clears throat> it's not, in my opinion, about – we were talking about uh, Cade Mays, you know, a couple weeks back and stuff about him, the NIL deal he was wanting and everything and the amount. And it's Ooh. not necessarily – it was high. It was high. But um, – it's not necessarily about the marketability, in my opinion. It's about the performance on the field when it comes to some of these coaches. Mm-hmm. Because it used to be, you know, if you needed some funds for a guy, they would call the, you know, your big booster and be like, I need such and such for this guy because I want to keep him or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And now they just funnel that through NIL deal, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know we're getting in the weeds, but – um. So with Texas A&M, you know, they're out here. They're like, hey, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy. And they're like, oh, well, I don't care if that guy's marketable, but we're going to money launder this money through this business so-and-so to allow this guy to get it. And now it's just all legal. Dang, uh, Von Birmingham, you didn't have to put it that way. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, is, uh, am I wrong or am I right? I mean, hey, man, do you, do you have you – have different avenues to get the money to the player and you use NIL to give him opportunities to earn that money um, by the work that they do. Call, call. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious. Wallace Birmingham, man. Um, Yeah, I mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the the concern. I mean, that's the concern of of a a lot of coaches in college football that that are at a disadvantage who are not a big programs that – what you just said is 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 what we're going to see and what people are already doing. Um, oh yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, you, you mean you, you got to have it pointed to a legitimate business. I mean, if, if this young man is getting hundred thousand dollars in deals, okay, what's his deals? Like, all right, name the companies. What is he actually doing? Is he doing anything? Remember back in the day when I think it was like OU got in trouble because uh, this you know, car dealership was paying these players and the players wasn't even showing up. To work, it's it's one thing to pay them, but at least make them show up. Like yeah, if we do Tennessee but, uh, Prime and in, in the in the you know we want to pay a dude a million dollars per episode, it's okay, it's a lot, but it's, at least he's still showing up. 
Yeah, well, so my question is this, and I guess, you know, because there's no rules, that's why these schools are just going buck wild right now. But um, so say what, because they don't have to actually say what their deals are, there could be a so-called company paying these kids to market for them, and all they got to do is send out a tweet, and they're paying a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so that's why Texas A&M is just going ham right now. They are. Because literally, that's all they've got to do. Hey, send this tweet off, you'll get your million dollars and go on. And Because there's nobody that has to, there's no accountability for it. Not yet. So it, it is the wild, wild west. So while they're getting, you got to, you know, while they're getting good, you need to get it. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, y'all have a happy new year, man. You I'll too, my man. Let's keep it going. Um, who is next? Good morning. Hello, hello. You hello? are you are live. Hello, hello. Uh, go for it. Who who we talking to? You you're live. You about to be not live. <laughs> Good morning. All right, Ben. Um, man, Von Birmingham didn't have to put it that way. He spot on. I know, man. It was so, so blunt, right? All right, let's try this again. Good morning. You know, there's nothing like somebody from Birmingham and knowing how to do something underhanded. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I know it, man. I know it. He he must he must have his ears to the ground. Birmingham's just 45 minutes away from Tuscaloosa, so it's probably why. Did they give it? Do they give everybody there just like a playbook on how to do the how to do that kind of stuff or what? Uh, I I don't know anything about anything, Volstorm. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, happy New Year, boys! How happy are you? New Year! Doing? Happy New Year! <laughs> how are you and Minivan Ben doing? Minivan Ben, yes. He won't have it with just one kid. You need you need another kid, Ben. Two kids, you'd be like Cole Kublet. <laughs> Three, you'd be like Swain. Hey man, we refuse. We 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 refuse to get a minivan. <laughs> totally understand that. Hey Swain, um, looking back on the season and looking back on the bowl game. Is it fair to say that our offense is inconsistent? Uh, yeah. It's you know, fair to say that. I mean, look at the second quarter uh, throughout the season. Well, well that, that's my whole point. You know, we, we've been one of the best teams in the first quarter, and then the second quarter we just stopped. And it's like we've – a consistent theme throughout the whole season has been that we – we play really hard for about two quarters a game. And the other two quarters, we either don't show up or we're just, we have all kinds of mishaps. I, I don't know if I would question the effort, Valsor. I think effort wise, it's no, 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 no. It's not the effort. It's, I wonder if it's a scheme issue. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's scheme either. I just, they just scored. The most points in school history. It's 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 just a. I think it's a mentality because it affects both sides of the ball. Um, defense, we're not good in the second quarter. Offense, we haven't been good in the second quarter. 
it's 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 a mentality. And I don't know if it's it's us. I don't know if it's we can say they're not playing hard. It's it's just really weird. Um, I, I've seen teams come out flat, and I've seen teams falter in the fourth quarter. But to consistently be inconsistent in the second quarter is something that I haven't haven't seen ever. Like I've seen again right. first and fourth quarter, but this is this is weird, and that's it's fair even with Tennessee breaking offensive records. It's, it's still fair to say that the offense um, is inconsistent because most teams who are not playing in college football playoff are inconsistent. That's why they're not playing in college football playoff. So yeah. every every coach is fighting for his team to be more consistent in the year 22. Tennessee was just still better than what we have been in the past and better last year and better than a lot of teams offensively, but we still can be more consistent. Like That's the fairest way I can say it. Yeah, and I like I said, I I don't know if it's scheme issue. I don't know if it's player personnel issue. I mean, I can understand the defense because I mean, hell, when you're out there for that long, you're gonna get tired. I don't care who you are, but it, it seems I don't know. I just felt like we left a lot of points on the board, especially in the ball game. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think it was scheme in the ball game. Execution. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was scheme, Ballstorm. I think I think it was execution and personnel. I think I think you know a right tackle you can you can have a dude playing as hard as he can, but you know you got guys that were walk ons there. Like it, it don't matter. You play hard as you want to. You can pray about it. You can you can have full energy. <laughs> like you sometimes you just beat at birth. And so I don't care how great your scheme is. At the end of the day, you got to protect. And we were unable to do that because of the personnel. So I think it's personnel and execution. I don't think it's scheme. Well, guys, before I go, uh, hey Ben, make sure you get the minivan. It's got the uh, the all wheel drive and the snow tires on. See boys. What's funny? What's funny about that, Ben? I am in more danger of getting a minivan than you. You just got one kid, man. You can still roll the charger with one kid. I will never have a minivan. Not even worth acknowledging. You won't, or the wife won't, and nobody in the house will not have a minivan. Nobody in the house will have a minivan. Okay, I'm with you, man. We 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 holding on to that that same rule over here, man. We're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do a minivan. All right, let's go uh, quickly to the phones, and before we wrap up today's show, good morning. Good morning, Swain. Good morning, Fatherly Ben. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, uh, good morning to the folks who who are uh, experiencing snow. How y'all like that? Oh, we love y'all it. like it like a lot. Oh, well, I love it. Love it, man. It's been okay, too hot great. around here. I need the bugs to die. I need the bugs to oh, die. That's true. Yeah, man. That's fair. That's fair. Mini Van Mafia. I think that's what Jacoby calls it. Mini Van, the Mini Van Mafia. McKee, you get you getting you a minivan. No, he's not. It ain't about you no more. I'm not letting this. I'm not letting this start. Why is this a conversation? I'm having one kid. I'm not having triplets. I'm not letting this I'm start. I'm having one kid. Whoa, whoa, and I, whoa. I will go. 
Tahoe expedition, everything in the book. Those are, those ain't the only safe. way I am driving a minivan mm-hmm. is if somebody buys it for me and I don't have to pay a car mm-hmm. note each month. That is the I'll, only way just, I am going to be driving a minivan is if I don't have to pay for anything. All I'm saying is it's a lot more safety features when we're thinking about the, the little one. When it comes Dodge to Charger is very safe. Shut up, Ben. You ain't you ain't Shut gonna be no daddy driving about. no charger. Why, why don't you go Shut back to, to walking around in the snow? You know what? Shut Just make mouth. sure you show up on um, time for work today, C Mac. You know what? Uh, uh, thankfully, you know, um I don't have to work today. Okay. Uh my business is closed today. We're recognizing the first of the year. Um speaking of recognition, before we have to get out of here, Twain, are we done talking about uh football for the remainder until uh spring practice? No, this is Knoxville. Uh, ben, how, how long, how long till baseball season starts? 47 days. That's wow. Okay. Damn. Next, uh, next month, Tony Vitello and the boys will be on the diamond inside of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. February 18th, Friday, February 18th against Georgia Southern. Man, see the old Miss so I'm, uh, I'm, renditions? Man, look nice. Yeah, old Miss getting all this new stuff. Yeah, Tony Vitello's getting a fresh paint of coat. A fresh coat of the, paint. Let's be, let's be patient on that. We're getting new, be... new mirrors and new dumbbells underneath the stadium. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. Let's, let's... Every, every SEC baseball program in the conference has either a brand spanking new stadium or – Great facilities. Tennessee and Missouri are literally the only two teams without either. I got my pressure. Tennessee, washing. I'm ready. Yeah, no, y'all, you keep we, making we, your jokes. You're part of the problem. You see, I'm uh, choosing uh, violence see how, to, this, see. to this topic. All y'all going to get your little jokes off. Y'all are all part of the problem. But yeah, Josh Heupel is more in seven games, about... and, and y'all want to build him uh, a mansion over. In the football oh, facility. Uh-huh. Look, you try to put McKee into a, a minivan, he ain't going to fight. But you tell him about, you know, Lindsey Nelson, he ready to take everybody to war. <laughs> I love um, it. I 47 love days. It. 47 days. Uh, ladies, if you're hearing me out there, that's four days after Valentine's Day. Think about that for a second. Oh, Let the rivers man. run flow. Uh, y'all, happy new year. All I right, love man. y'all. Much happy love. Year, man. Much love, C, man. Appreciate you, man. All right, got one more. One more, and then we got to run. Who we got? Oh. Hey, guys, uh, Chip and Jackson. Hey, I'm Chip. Always the last, I'm always, always late, man. Hey, I had two things for you, and you might want to, you know, touch on them maybe tomorrow or something. I might call back tomorrow. But um, first thing, uh, on that on that last play, and I know we need to get off the, you know, the bowl and move on, but that last play uh, where, you know, they, they, they called forward progress or whatever, um, you know, First, my first thoughts went back to Ole Miss, but uh, in any event, watching it again, um, it, it, would do y'all, what, what is the rule on on? I know that you know you can push a player, but pulling him can't do it. Like Princeton fan, okay, Princeton, did Princeton fan grab his arm and try to tug him in? Yeah, he can't do what Princeton fan did, but they didn't call, they didn't, they didn't throw a flag, nor did they even mention it or cite it or, or anything. So, okay, uh, I didn't know if it was a penalty or if that's like a you know. Um, if they just call it, they just call it dead. If it's a dead play, if a if a player tugs, you know, or pulls, 
if it's a dead play or if it's an actual, you know, flag. I haven't seen it called. I haven't seen it called all year. I haven't seen him mention it all year long. Ben mentioned earlier that, um, you know, digging in the rule books after listening to Cole Kublik uh, talking about it is that a referee can deem uh, the play dead for progress and not blow the whistle, (laughs) which is unreal to me. Unreal to me. So, just just another another play in the Mew City Bowl that will probably change the, the rule books again. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And then the last thing I was going to say, I would like to see a stat on when players go down, uh, when we're running our offense and players go down and it stalls out. Because I know that obviously the main, main feature of, of running that fast offense is to catch the defense off guard, but it's also a tempo thing. And when players go down, it just seems like every time we stall out like that, it literally, it, that's exactly what it does. It stalls the offense and, you know, we, we stop moving the ball. I don't, I don't know how often that happened. I know it didn't happen every single time, but that's a very good strategy on a, on a, on a team like Tennessee that runs that kind of offense when you go down and all that good stuff. I'd like to see what the stat is on when that happens, how often we get off the field and don't score points. It's terrible, you know? man. Everybody does it. We do it. I wish it could go away. Hopefully that will be addressed during during the offseason um, yeah. in a huge way, man. I really appreciate really you guys. Thank I you so much for the phone call. Uh, thank you so much, Chip. Good to hear from you. Happy New Year to you and your family. Ben McKee, do not bring up minivan to bring Ben McKee or he will choose violence in 2022. He is not trying to hear it. I love, I love it. I love it, man. Hey, Ben out there and sh- uh, shovel some snow my friend enjoy your rest of your day enjoy playing in the snow with the with the dog and uh we'll be back tomorrow 7 a.m for ben mckee i'm jason swain swain event fueled by dead end barbecue hour number three powered by low t center and lowtcenter.com have a great great day peace and love we are out